shot episode on the Project Zion podcast, a shorter episode that lets you get your Project Zion fix in between our full-length episodes. It might be shorter time-wise, but hopefully not in content. So regardless of the temperature at which you prefer your caffeine, sit back and enjoy this extra shot. The music for Project Zion is provided generously by Mark Abernathy. Visit him online at mark-abernathy.com. Welcome to the Project Zion podcast. I'm your host, Katie Langston, here for your Extra Shot episode. A couple of weeks ago, I was asked to write and share a reflection on going into the darkness at the Lutheran congregation I attend here in St. Paul, Minnesota. It was part of our Feast of Jonah, an annual feast we celebrate each year marking the fall equinox, the end of summer, and the descent into winter. I hope you enjoy. Five years ago, my family spent a summer in Winona, Minnesota, while my husband worked as an acting intern at the Great River Shakespeare Festival. We'd been living in Idaho at the time, and the summer proved to be something of a hardship for me. I didn't know anyone, and Lanny was gone from early morning to late at night in rehearsals, acting as an usher, or setting up and taking down various festival activities. At the same time, I was watching my entire worldview crumble around me. I think many of us experience something similar at one time or another. We have to decide if the narratives we were handed about life, about ourselves, about God, are the narratives we'll take with us moving forward, or if there's another way to put it all together, a way that serves us better. I don't remember making the conscious decision to dive into all these questions, but somehow there I was, in an unfamiliar place, my worldview in pieces, my path completely uncertain. Summer is the lightest time of the year, but I experience those months as utter darkness. So I did what any self-respecting 20-something with a three-year-old in an unfamiliar place and in the throes of an existential crisis would do. I walked around aimlessly a lot. Well, I guess it wasn't entirely aimless. I had a route I'd take just about every day. I'd pack my toddler in the stroller and we'd leave the small, sparse apartment where we were living and walk about two miles to a playground with the biggest slide you've ever seen. When my daughter was tired from playing, I'd put her back in the stroller and we'd walk around Winona Lake while she slept. Then we'd grab dinner and head home. One night on our way back as we reached the edge of the lake path, I heard a loud crack. Not three feet in front of me, a large tree fell over, obstructing the way. Quite literally, if we had been five or ten seconds faster, we would have been crushed. There was no storm, no wind. It was like the tree knew I was having a hard time and decided to go out of its way to make things just that much harder. After I climbed over the tree three times, once with my daughter in my arms then back, 
then with the stroller, which perhaps makes me sound stronger and more athletic than I actually am. As it turns out, I am neither of those things, which this episode demonstrated painfully well. I took a moment to catch my breath and to calm my heart that was racing from adrenaline and exertion. I remember thinking I was pretty sure this whole thing was a message from God somehow, but I couldn't tell whether the message was, I got your back, or watch your back. We live in a culture that doesn't have much use for darkness. It's a world of 24-hour news cycles, of instant online shopping all day every day, of on-demand entertainment to keep our screens bright and our minds numb. All too often, even our religious traditions encourage us to always be on, to show by our bright, shining examples that we have the right mental conceptions that get us to the right place in the afterlife, which, by the way, is also very bright and shiny. Of course, this ignores a simple truth. Light is meaningless without darkness. Perhaps the darkness is an invitation. When we are without the artificial light of cell phone screens and fluorescent bulbs, when we can't see what's right in front of us, let alone feet or miles down the road, perhaps all we're left with is the experience of being. To sit, present in our experience of what is, and let the feelings we've pushed aside and the difficult truths we've resisted facing wash over us, work in us, transform us in ways that perhaps we never wanted, but that make us more human, more whole. Or perhaps the darkness is a warning, a reminder that life is short, that we are finite, that the strategies and falsehoods we've employed to avoid what is real will ultimately fail when we are stripped of them and left to manage without them. In the depth of our struggle, we come face to face with the reality that we absolutely cannot do this alone. If you're anything like me, this realization is not altogether welcome, but in many ways, it is such a relief such grace. Because, you see, God is there in the darkness. If the Christian message is anything, it's that. Against all odds, against all understanding of what a proper God should be doing, God goes into the darkness with us, to suffer with us, to die with us, and in so doing, makes us new. Perhaps, then, both the darkness is invitation and the darkness is warning are two sides of the same coin. Just a couple of weeks ago, I had the chance to return to Winona for a weekend getaway with dear friends. Almost like a pilgrimage, we returned to the place where the tree had fallen in front of me five years prior. It was still there, cut away and removed from the path, lying harmlessly in the brush. I took a moment to stop and ask God, so, which was it? I got your back, i watch your back. Now don't get me wrong, I'm not one to receive clear messages from the divine, at least not that I can recognize in the moment, but I swear I heard a response, like a soft whisper as the breeze kissed my cheek, both chariot of With 
This podcast is sponsored by the Latter-day Seekers team from Community of Christ. The views expressed in this podcast are the opinions of those speaking and do not necessarily represent the views, beliefs, or official stance of Community of Christ or the Latter-day Seekers team.